Welcome to Liberty. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here. If I didn't get a chance to meet you, I'd love to meet you afterwards. Um, if you're a guest, a first-time guest, make sure you grab a welcome bag if you didn't get one yet. Um, I'm going to hand it over to Justice. We're going to keep the kids in. We want them uh, to be blessed by some of the sharing going on. Um, if they're in catechism class, some of them with, are within a year or two of getting ready and being eligible to go to camp. So we kind of want them to hear uh, what's in store for them. So here's Justice. Yeah. All right. So we've been back from camp for hmm, 10 days, 9 days. I don't know. But everyone that's wearing one of these blue shirts, you can look around, blue with orange, um, is going to have an opportunity, this thing's kind of messed up, um, to share something today. Um, The number one fear, according to the internet, is Justice Witty. People are afraid of me. No, number one fear, according to the internet, is um, public speaking. Okay? And if you're a young person and you have to speak in front of adults... The fear amplifies. But God did not give us a spirit of fear, right? Right, young people? So um, we're going to have an opportunity. Anyone wearing a blue shirt, you can come and share something about camp, even if it's just a Bible verse. Okay, and so we're going to have some sharing. Then we're going to watch two short videos. One's a picture video of summer camp, and one is just an all video. It's really cool of camp. And then we're going to get into the Word for a little bit. So, if you guys in blue shirts don't start volunteering, I'll just start calling on some of you. So, who wants to share first? Jordan. She was chanting. Hi. All right. My favorite part of camp uh, was being with these blue shirt people. And um, seeing them worship the Lord at church camp was awesome because they were worshiping like nobody was watching. And I love that because we should do that all the time. (laughs) And that's all. And the food was great. And what? All right. Who's next? Don't get all afraid on me. All of y'all said something the other night. It was different, but... All right, so um, two quotes that Justice and Mike shared uh, really hit home with me. Um, the first one is Justice's quote, the first night, Monday night message. He said, the question is not whether God will speak. The question is whether or not you will listen. And then the second, Mike's quote, the question is not whether the Bible is valuable. The question is, is it valuable to you? And uh, I thought these quotes were really, really um, good because it reminds us that we can have all the head knowledge. We can know everything there is to know about the Bible. We can know that it's real and it's historically accurate. It's scientifically accurate and it, the prophesies are fulfilled and blah, blah, blah. We can know all of that in our head, but until it reaches our heart, it's not going to save us. And um, I was just really reminded of how important it is to realize that we can have all the head knowledge, but until it reaches our hearts and until the Holy Spirit works in our hearts, um, that it's really going to, you know, not save us until it reaches our hearts. So there's that. Thank you. All right, one of you younger people. All right, one of my tacos. Get up here. One of my tacos. All right, Daniel. 
All right, so this is Psalms 119, starting in verse 9. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the ways of your testimonies, I delight, as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Very good. All right, who's next? Job. Well, I can't. One of the main verses we were always looking at was Philippians 2.14. It says, how, um, uh, it says, do all things without grumbling or disputing. And I didn't really realize it at camp, but I had always struggled with this because I'm really competitive, and I always think that that wasn't the right call or whatever. But God showed me after camp on Wednesday that, I have a real problem with this, and I need to fix it. Thanks for being brave and sharing that, Job. That's awesome. Who's next? One of my seniors. Oh, okay, Brian, we'll call you a senior. (laughs) Brian Kneebone, everybody. So this was my first year, and it was spectacular. So, um, yeah, um, one of the verses that I want to read is from Hebrews 11. uh, Hebrews 11.1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what we see was not made out of what was visible. And what spoke to my heart was, um, there's a verse in Logan Valley that said, um, faith makes things possible, not easy. Okay, so I think that with faith, we can go through just about anything. But we have to understand that it doesn't give us uh, a get-out-of-jail-free card on difficulties. So um, I think that the experience that most impacted me with these young people is when we were pizza, taco, and burgers, okay? Those are the three teams. And when we were playing things, it got very competitive. But after, I think it was the second or third day, we were playing volleyball, and they all started chanting and rooting for other people's teams. And I think the Holy Spirit totally infused these people with the ability to realize that we were just a group of Christians glorifying God together and loving on each other. So, Thanks, Brian. All right, which one of my seniors wants to go? Oh, they're all sitting together in the back. Look at that. All right, Jen. Jennifer Wilson. Pizza. Woo! Pizza. All right, so 
Um, this year at camp, I learned two main things. Um, the first was from my breakout session with my sister, Amy. It was about hearing from God. And uh, lately, I've been, uh, I've had a lot of things I need to pray for and I need to hear. Um, but I haven't gotten an answer from God yet. And Amy's session just reminded me that um, I need to be desperate to hear from him. I don't need to just be like, oh, I need to pray for that. And then pray for it once a week and then God will answer that eventually. <laughs> I need to be uh, desperate and like persistent when I'm asking God for things. Uh, Jeremiah 29:13 says, you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. And that's just what I need to do now. <laughs> um, and Amy's session helped me realize that. Um, the other thing I learned was from my other sister, Gretchen's breakout session. <laughs> yeah. Um, and hers was about uh, leadership. And in her talk, we talked about a lot of things. <laughs> she talks really fast, and it hurt my hand to try to write it all down. <laughs> um, but in her talk, she, uh, she showed us all the things that we need to do to be, like, a good spiritual leader. And it was really cool, um, especially this week, because I was one of the seniors. I felt like I was kind of a leader. I was, like, up there a little bit. I, uh... I had, I had some of the younger girls ask me questions like, hey, Jen, can I go back to the cabin? And I was like, why are you asking me? I'm not a leader. But I was like, yeah, you can go back to the cabin. <laughs> so that's what I really liked about this year at camp. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. All right, who's next? The other two seniors, y'all can share too. It doesn't have to just be one. Here comes Jasmine, everybody. Jasmine Snyder. Um, mine's like really similar to Jen's <laughs> because uh, Amy Wilson's talk was really good. Um, but I'm going to read 1 Samuel um, 12 through 17. Um, so it goes, as she continued praying before the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was speaking in her heart. Only her lips moved and her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli took her to be a drunken woman. And Eli said to her, how long will you go on being drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered, no, my Lord, I'm a woman troubled in spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have been pouring out my soul before the Lord. Do not regard your servant as a worthless woman, for all along I have been speaking out of my great anxiety and vexation. Then Eli answered, Go in peace, and the Lord of Israel grant your, grant your petition that you have made to him. And so this just um, showed me, like Jen, that like when I'm praying, I can't just be like, God, I really need you to do this for me, and then ask him once and then give up because God works in his timing, and what he has planned for me is better than anything that I could have planned. 
Um, and then also that camp week, I was um, helping lead worship. And that was, I just wanted to like really prepare my heart for like leading people in worship, especially like these kids that needed to be surrendering themselves. And so um, Amy's talk showed me that like this was something that I just needed to like put before the Lord and tell him to like work through me and not be making like worship about what sounds the best, but just like um, glorifying him and everything that we were singing. And um, so I had to, um, like I gave up a lot of our like free time at camp to like meditate on the word and make sure that I was in a right um, mindset and like with my heart and that was really good. Thanks Jasmine. And yes, Jasmine led worship at camp and she did a great job. Everybody clap for her. All right, a few more people. Who wants to share? Haley. Okay, so before camp, camp helped me realize that I was one of those people that would say I'm a Christian, but then I want to act on the word. So at camp, I started to pour my heart out in worship and seeing like no one else was there. And I don't know why, but camp just like helped me do that. So while we were praying <laughs> in our small group with Jordan, I started praying, and I started calling Tant the Magical Palace <laughs> because um, it helped me just realize that I need to act on the word more and worship more and just not do that at camp, but everywhere where I am. Thanks, Haley. All right, who's next? Lynette? Everyone, Lynette got to join us at camp this year. This is the first time I've gone to camp. Um, you all should be very proud of your kids. They um, were very respectful to the seniors, um, and they behaved very maturely and had a good, great time. Um, we, going back to what Laura was saying, of the first step of... Uh, knowing the Word of God and the head thing of understanding it, but the third thing of applying it, um, the spark of the desire of wanting to uh, daily walk with the Lord is, I think, impossible. It requires the Holy Spirit to enter into the heart. And that's what was Laura was saying. Um, and that's what um, I uh, felt. Oh, that's about it. Thank you. Oh, I wanted to... Um, Andrea's uh, sermon on the reality, the facts of the existence of God on earth, of the Old Testament 
um, the stones that actually have carved words of the Old Testament um, was excellent. Thanks, thanks, Lynette. Um, our, oh, here comes Dan. Well, my wife got up first, so I don't know how I'm going to follow that act. Uh, yeah, for me, um, as Lynette just said, um, the blessing to see how it can't affect her life and about desire to really follow God and to have that spark to the word and prayer and worship daily. Um, you know, it's like, camp is like real life, you know, everything's a little messy, nothing's ever really perfect, and it's been that way from the beginning, and it'll be that way, it's real life. And to watch the spirit work and to overcome, as was mentioned about the competitiveness and, and how God moved and used that to speak to people and to change lives. So actually God uses negative things for his glory and his purpose. So the negative things are a good thing. And, um, um, and for me personally, um, a real, real understanding and seeing all this happen and listening to the breakout groups and all, everything that was preached and taught in the worship, I think the big thing I got away from, from all of this is a real desire. We get so easily set in where we're at and, and it's good, but it can be better. And, and the reality is, is we can get complacent, even when it's good, and, and, and to just push a little bit further. And I think that's a real problem for all of us, and for me, um, and the fact that it really, really spoke to me that, um, that God is asking more of me in sacrifice, and in word and prayer, and in my life than I'm giving. And that um, a real spoke to me about that um, I've got a long way to go and, that I, and really spoke to me about areas in my life that really need to change. And, um, um, and you know, it's kind of like there's not a lot of time left to kind of fool around in a sense. You know, our world is crazy and things are getting crazier and we need to be prepared for that. And... Um, really, really stop messing around with God and just not being complacent to where we are, but really be on fire for him. Thanks, Dan. All right, we have time for one or two more people if they want to share. Sarah Chen, yeah. Some of you don't know Sarah, but she's awesome. Hi, sorry. Hopefully I don't forget everything I'm about to say. <laughs> so this was my first year at camp, and it was the best camp I've ever been to. Uh, I learned quite a lot, and I had a lot of fun. One verse that really stuck out to me was Psalms 119, 130, which uh, the unfolding of your words gives light. And it just really reached out to me and touched me because it's like even in the darkest of times, God's word gives like such a light, and it's like such a light in our life and can guide us through like no matter what we're going through. And it's just fantastic, and it moved me a lot. Another thing was the worship was fantastic and like every single song you felt God like in the room like right next to you in your heart like moving through you and it was fantastic uh yeah and then also uh some of the like the speaking was just awesome and like my sister's testimony hit my heart so hard I've heard it a couple times but it was just amazing <laughs> okay that's it <laughs> thanks Sarah
Last chance. Anyone? Three, two, one. All right. Um, before we open up the word, we have two short videos. You can see, you've heard some about camp. You're going to see a little bit about camp, and then we are going to look at the word. Cram, like the central message of camp, which took place over four evenings and multiple mornings and breakouts into like one little 15-minute thing. So um, we'll see how that goes. But I will not go late. I will not go late. Um, one of the passages we started off the week with was Second Timothy chapter 3. And if you can open your Bible there, that is the main passage we're going to look at this morning. Second Timothy chapter 3. And we are going to start reading in verse 1. I will give you about seven seconds to get there. Second Timothy chapter 3. Are you there? Raise your hand if you're there. All right, that's close enough. 2 Timothy chapter 3, in verse 1, it says, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. So these are the days we live in. Hey, I get to grab this water that's always over here. These are the days that we live in now. We live in the last days, and these are the things that we see in our world. Um, There's a lot of godlessness in these days that we live in. And really, this is how we are apart from Jesus, too. Apart from his grace and his mercy and his salvation, this is us, okay? Um, So we see that. That's the world that we live in right now. And then Paul contrasts his lifestyle with that. In verses 10 through 13, he says, You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings, everything like opposite from all this we just read. What kind of things happened to me in Antioch, in Iconium, in Lystra, and the persecutions I endured? Yet the Lord rescued me from them all. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil men and impostors go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. So we live in this world with all of this, and there's temptation, and everything is against our life with Jesus. But Paul, living in those days too, was able to live a certain way. And really, I think he holds something out to Timothy as the solution to living in these days. And he holds out the Holy Scriptures. If you keep reading um, in verse 14, he says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so he holds out the Holy Scriptures, which is God's Word, the Bible here, and he says three things that I want to talk about this morning. One, he says they're able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Two, he says they are God-breathed, 
meaning they are from God and not from man. And three, they are useful pretty much for everything that we need to live a godly life and to be equipped for every good work. So those three things are what we're going to focus on in the next 10 to 15 minutes. Um, Not in that order, though. We're going to start with number two, God breathed. Um, The Bible truly is God's word. It's not something that man made up. There's lots of things in the Bible itself that claims that. Um, I don't have time to go through this morning a defense of the whole Bible, but we talked about it at camp. And if you have any questions regarding the scriptures, how they came to be, how we can trust that they're reliable, even though they came to be, you know, 2,000 years ago, um, we have resources for you to look at. Come and talk to me. Come talk to Andrea. Andrea gave a great talk at camp on how we can know that the Bible is reliable and trustworthy. So we have stuff for you if you have those questions, whether you believe in Jesus or not. If you want to know about the Bible and why it is trustworthy and it is God's Word, then ask us. We will get some stuff for you. Um, The third thing, um, all Scripture is useful and equips us um, to be godly and to do every good work. Um, Church, do you believe that? Yes, that is good. Our camp verse this year was Hebrews 4.12, which says the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirits, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It is our sword. It is how we distinguish lies from truth. And there's a lot of lies out there today. And the Holy Spirit uses it to convict us of our sin and turn our hearts back to Jesus. It's like a light shining in a dark place. That's what Peter says um, in Second Peter. He says it's like a light shining in a dark place. And um, our other big verse at camp towards the end, Psalm 119, 105, says it is a lamp to our feet and a light for our path. The last night at camp, we did this thing. We always try to do some sort of special thing at the end of camp to bring the message we've been bringing to some sort of like, you know, reality that they can kind of touch or feel or see. And so... Um, We sent everyone out in small groups, a little bit at a time, told them that, you know, broad was the path that leads to destruction, narrow is the way that leads to life, and you need to go find the path. They walked out the door, and then all these voices were yelling at them out in the field, like, over here, over here, I know the way. And they're like, oh, oh, so everyone's confused. I was standing a long ways off, and everyone walking out was just like, we don't know what to do. So they go to the voices. The voices direct them to another part of the field, across the field to the barn, where Dan Benson was there with me. We were out there, and he's yelling, you know, I know the way to eternal life, streams of living water, come to me, and saying a lot of things that sounded, you know, scriptural. sounded like a lot of kids said they thought he was God as they're walking over. Um, What they didn't know, um, because it was very dark outside, was everyone was playing a different character. They had little name tags like Pride or lust, or anger. Um, Dan was actually Satan. He was pretending to be Satan. And I was over there. um, I was pretending to be the Holy Spirit, and I had flashlights. And so I would shine the light on Dan's name tag, and all of a sudden, some of them didn't see because they were too scared. But um, you'd see, oh, look, that's Satan. I shouldn't listen to Satan, even if he's saying things that sound right. And I would give them a flashlight. So as they continued on their path and ran into different people, they could shine the light and see, oh, like, that's love and that's anger. Who should I listen to on their path until they finally made it to um, the gym where Mike was waiting there pretending to be Jesus? Um, 
He looked the most like Jesus. No, we won't go there. Okay, so he was pretending to be Jesus, and he like let people in through a narrow door uh, and to salvation. And so um, the key, though, was that God's word was like that flashlight, okay? And when we are navigating this godlessness in the last days and our culture and the darkness, it is the word is like a light shining in a dark place. And without that flashlight, they had no idea who to listen to, okay? And you would think, oh, this voice, he's saying to go down this way. That makes sense. Without God's word, we are going to get twisted, we're going to get messed up, and we're not going to know which way to go. God's word lights our way. And I just want to say, church, we need to get in our Bibles, okay? We need to get in our Bibles like we haven't before. The media, our culture, false teachers, our upbringing, our own sin, we're like not immune to that stuff, Okay, we're not immune to it, and it clouds our vision. And if we're not constantly in God's Word, studying, reading, then we're going to get off a little bit. And you can't just think, okay, well, I've already known this thing, or I think this thing, and so your flashlight, your Bible sits over here, and it's getting dark, and you're like, oh, that voice sounds right. I'm going to go that way. You need God's Word to illuminate your path. Okay, if you're not in the Word you're going to get off, and you're going to be deceived. And in these last days we're living in, things are only getting darker, okay? Don't be lulled to sleep. Darkness doesn't always look the way we think it would. Don't be lulled to sleep by abundance. Don't be distracted by the American dream, okay? Don't let things push you away from Jesus. Satan is crafty and deceptive, okay? Like when Dan was out there, he was saying, I have like the keys to salvation, streams of living water. Okay, Satan quotes scripture to us. We need to be in the word so that we can distinguish. Um, and if you get in the word, if you open your Bible, if you get on your knees and you ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate God's word to you and you study it, if you do that, the question is not, will God speak to me as I do this? The question is, are you going to be listening? Will you be listening? Because this is God's word to you. If you ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate it and you get in it, God is going to speak to you through this right here, okay? And as you do that, I want to give you the same challenge that I gave everyone at camp, okay? From James, do not merely listen to the word. Do not merely read the word. Do not simply think about the word and so deceive yourselves, do what it says, okay? If we read our Bibles and we study our Bibles and we don't do what it says, we're deceiving ourselves. We're not going down the right path. The, the light's there, but we're not doing anything about it, okay? James 1.25 says, but the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Let that be you, okay? Let that be us as a church that we look into God's word that gives freedom and we continue to do it, not forgetting it, okay? I want us to be blessed because we are doing what God has told us to do, right? Y'all with me, church? Yeah? All right, so finally... Um, Back to the first thing that I mentioned. Second Timothy said um, that the Bible, the Holy Scriptures, are able to make us wise for salvation 
through Christ Jesus. Okay, salvation is something that we all need. And in the book of Romans, the Bible tells us something that we all know is true if we're honest with ourselves. Okay, if we're honest with ourselves, um, it says we are all sinners. We've all done wrong. And if we're honest with ourselves, I think we can admit that. Um, And if you think that you're wrong, you're lying. So um, we have all sinned. And because God is perfect and because God is just, there is punishment for sin. Okay, there's punishment for sin. And Romans, again, says that the wages of sin is death. Not just an earthly death, but an eternal death. Hell is a pretty popular curse word, okay? But it's not a very popular subject. It's not. But it is a real place. It's full of fire and pain and torment and weeping and gnashing of teeth. And it's not something to joke about, okay? It's not something to throw around as a curse word. It's a real place, Um, If you haven't put your trust in Jesus, that's where you're headed. Okay, that's where you're headed. But this same verse in Romans also, whether it's talking about the wages of sin, it also says that the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. He is our salvation. God loved us enough that he sent Jesus to deal with our sin, with your sin, so that you could have salvation so that you could have salvation. He paid that penalty for you and for me so that we would not perish but have everlasting life. And not just eternal life, but life in fellowship with God beyond pretty much anything and everything that we could imagine. Okay? And as we come to a close here and we get ready to pray, um, there are two kinds of people in the world. I hate it when people say that, but because you say about all sorts of things. There's all sorts of different kinds, but really there's two kinds of people in the world. There's those who have salvation in Jesus and those who don't, okay? Guess what? Every one of us is going to live forever, whether you like it or not. The question is, where are you going to spend eternity? Where are you going to live forever? That is the question. Is it going to be in a place full of torment and pain and weeping or in a place full of joy where there's no weeping, there's no crying, there's no pain, with an all-powerful and good God who loves you. Okay, there's a big difference between those two places. So the question is, where are you going to spend your eternity? And the Bible is able to make you wise to this salvation and show you the way. And if that's something you're interested in today, I just want to ask you uh, to talk to me or to one of the other pastors. We would love to talk to you about that salvation and how to receive it. Um, If you are not there yet, if you look around one of your chairs in front of you, there are Bibles there. Please take one of those Bibles. Grab a gift bag. There's a little book in there called What is the Gospel? Um, If you're you're like, "Uh, I'm I'm interested, but I don't want to talk to someone yet, grab one of those, open up the book of John, and read about Jesus. Okay, read about Jesus. It's in the Bible. Read that little book, What is the Gospel? and see about this salvation. Because I'm not telling this to you because I want to judge you. I'm not telling this to you because I think that you're a terrible person or anything like that. I'm saying this because I believe that it is true. I believe that you will live forever, and it's important where you're going to live forever. So I'm saying this because I care about all of you. That's why I'm saying it. Right, Jordan? So um, I'm going to pray, and we're going to close. 
God, we thank you um, so much for all the awesome things that you did at camp this year. We thank you for the young people that you have put here in our church, in our midst, in our youth group, and we thank you for their desire to know you and follow you and obey your word. Thank you for giving us your word, God, and preserving it. Thank you for not leaving us alone, but giving us um, the Bible to light our path. Thank you that it separates lies from the truth and that it equips us to do your will. God, um, I ask that you would make us as a church hungry for your word. Holy Spirit, illuminate your word to us and show us the truth. Make us a church that studies your word. God, when we start saying stuff and spouting out stuff that um, we've just always thought that is not true, send us back to your word to find out what you have to say about it. Convict us through your word, God. Make us a church that does not merely listen to the word, but one that does what you say to do. And Jesus, we ask right now together as a church that if there's anyone here this morning who does not know you, please show them right now how much they need you. Lead them to salvation. Move them to talk to someone. Move them to investigate this great salvation that we have in you. God, we ask together as a church that you would save them. Fill us with your Holy Spirit now, God. Help us to encourage one another and give us courage to take your word into the world and hold it out as a light in the dark place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, church.